Do you want to do a clap? What's up, everybody, and uh, welcome back. Uh, uh, welcome back to the Bridging the Gap podcast. I've wanted to do a podcast like this for probably the whole of my life. I can sit here with a joint and smoke it legally. Uh, you guys have probably heard me inhale many, many times on the podcast, but never been in a place where I'm allowed to do it. So, those of you guys who are watching, salut. Those of you guys who are listening, if I go quiet at random times and you hear <laughs> that's because I'm taking a tote um, we're out here in Canada guys, in Canada Canada Canadian territory uh, specifically in a place called Burlington which is like maybe 45 minutes south of Toronto uh, it's close to the gym Pure Muscles and Fitness, Pure Muscle and Fitness uh, which is probably one of the best gyms I've ever been to uh, which is incredible because the amount of gyms that we've been to over the years on the channel and off the channel I think that um, it's very close to like actual gym is one of the best there's a few things missing uh, environment could be a little bit sharper a little bit more buzz in the air uh, but really like equipment wise it's probably one of the best gyms I've ever been to and and we actually like part of part of the uh the ingredients of moving somewhere different uh, for like four months while it's a bit too hot in Dubai was number one steroids, of course. I've got to be able to access them and get them pretty easily. Uh, and number two, like a good gym. So obviously like taking away, like if I want a good gym, like it takes away a lot of places, right? Like I couldn't just go live in Bali. I couldn't just go live in Thailand. It, I'd love to, I'd absolutely love to, but I can't just go there when I want 100% of my life to be towards bodybuilding. I just want to be somewhere different and experiencing that new culture. So we are kind of getting the best of both worlds of experiencing a new culture, a new area, a new climate, uh, new people. But while ticking every single box that I need to in order to bodybuild at the highest level possible, you know. So we've been here for just over two weeks now. I think today's Wednesday, so it was two weeks yesterday. Uh, and we've loved it. Like We've all loved it unanimously. I think the people... Uh, for me, the people are the main driver. The people are incredible. They're so nice to you. They're so talkative. They go out their way to ask you about your day. This goes from in a coffee shop, in the gym, uh, and everywhere it kind of is uh, to meet kind of different people. Um, we've made some friends. Went out for a meal with uh, Blake and his wife. Uh, shout out to Blake and his wife. If you're listening, you're definitely not. Uh, and then Quinton. Quinton Beastwood, if you guys have seen him on Instagram. Went for burgers, Like met some people, you know, exchange numbers we've kind of got friends here now um it's it's, it's nice you know and that's only just two weeks and we've we've got four months so it's been really really nice to meet some new people uh blake's an olympian as well so it's nice to get close to someone who is quite literally like the level above uh, and you can see that i noticed that i saw him walking around the gym and i was like damn this guy's thick uh and then we trained together uh, if you guys haven't follow us on youtube we're, we're documenting the whole journey on youtube so please do uh follow us on youtube josh bridgman uh with loki behind the camera trying to create some magic for you uh but it was you know it's really really good uh it's nice to train with people getting after the same goal the same you know uh same goal but like different different cultures different people different uh mindsets different uh just like ways of looking at life but I love that like the one thing I wanted to achieve and do in this uh, in this kind of like phase of 
exploring was to meet new people one of the things i'm really bad at is meeting new people by get by meeting new people i don't mean hi how you doing i'm josh good to meet you yeah see you soon i mean people like, i get to know them get new friends um you know talk about new things hear what how they grew up if it's different and like i'm big big on conversation and big on kind of meeting new people and that's one of the main things i wanted to do you know meet some new people in dubai be here in canada make some friends for life hopefully and we can make this a place that we can come back and come back and come back and just feel right at home because it's been two weeks and we all feel at home you know we we know what we're doing we know who to speak to we know where to go uh, we've done a few things while we've been here we went to niagara uh, we went to toronto pride uh, which was absolutely crazy. We went to a little rave afterwards as well. Uh, so we had a little two-step. First and only rave, well, maybe not only, first rave of the year. Usually we do one or two raves. And yes, we partake in the extracurriculars that you guys are thinking about. I uh, don't really drink too much, so using something like Molly is so much straight, more straightforward because we just usually pick a day party by like 11 p.m., 12 p.m. We're like, or t- midnight, midnight. We're like, all right, should we go? Yeah, okay. Back to bed. <laughs> 10 hours sleep. Wake up the next day, big breakfast, and it's back to it. Um, so we had a really, really good time in Toronto. We've got so much planned for the next few months as well. I'm not going to reveal it all right here because I'm going to keep these weekly from now on. I'm going to do my absolute utmost. Every Wednesday we'll film these. We might not put it up on the Wednesday. So if you guys are watching this on Thursday or Friday or Saturday, Sunday, whenever it is, uh, we film these on a Wednesday. We'll, we'll just upload them when we can. We've got to think about the time difference. A little bit different being with the time differences. We've got to post things at 1 o'clock our time. You, you got to remember, guys, like 100, man, maybe like 80 to 90,000 people that follow me, they're all in the UK still. So we want to, the last thing I want to do from a content and business perspective is just change all my content to like a different time zone. If I start posting at 6 p.m. my time, well, 80 to 90,000 people in my following are asleep. So they're not going to see that post until they wake up. And just the way the algorithm works, you kind of want to be getting those likes pretty quickly uh, rather than waiting till the next day. So been a little bit of a, 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 a challenge to see when to post and, and how to post, but you know, business didn't dry up yet. And that was one of the fears of like leaving the UK was just like being fearful that potentially I'm unrelatable, um, that I'm like too far away from home and I'm the guy who left. And all those kind of self-doubts were definitely like a huge reason why it took me until now to leave, you know, because I didn't want to be the guy who left uh, if people judged that the wrong way. Uh, but fortunately, like people are really open-minded. They really care about it. And fortunately, because of the audience that I have, like they followed me for so long. They know who I am. They know what I'm about. And uh, we've just received so much support for actually kind of trying to live this life, you know. Uh, I feel like I've been dealt a very unique pair of cards, a unique hand. And I would be uh, remiss and silly not to go and enjoy it, not to go and live it, you know, while being able to live my dream and also give back so much as well. So truly uh, blessed to be doing this type of thing. Uh, and I'll never take it for granted, that's for sure. So a couple weeks in, I'm trying to think what other updates are. Start my blast, start my blasty. So time to get massive, can't wait. Um, I am two, this is my second week, so I've done... I inject every other day, so I'm about four or five injections in. Uh, initially, we literally just crept up testosterone, crept up mastron, crept up growth hormone, and introduced Atlantis. So just to run over those numbers so you guys can uh, keep a visual, 210 uh, testosterone, nothing crazy right now, uh, 350 or 360 mastron, um, and then 3.5 IUs of GH, and then 10 IUs of Atlantis. 
but just how I do it, how I remember it is 60 milligrams of testosterone and 140 milligrams of Mastron every other day. And then the three I use and 10 I use of uh, growth hormone Lantus. And those are both creep up pretty, pretty aggressively for the first like eight weeks. And once we reach that eight week peak, hormone has peaked, uh, cycle has peaked, food is probably in a very, very good place. And that's like where we're just going to stay for 12 weeks. It's a little bit of a different approach as I usually kind of have those bumps the whole off season. So we'll just like quickly get to that peak dose and then just stay there. I say quickly, over eight months, two weeks. Yeah, Loki's going to pass me this later. And uh, so yeah, we're just going to creep things up like that. I've actually got the peak doses uh, lined up for me, which is something that I've never had before. But based off, based off where I've been in the past with my dosing is kind of where we've fell with managing our peak dose. So ultimately in not a way to try and encourage this for anyone um but in order to build muscle you've never built before on anabolics you probably need to take more anabolics than before not always but but probably actually just an example my last off season i took less than the than the season before uh, in hindsight should i have done that i'm not 100 percent sure i'm not 100 percent sure uh, maybe i should have gone higher but um, the peak dose this time will probably end up around, and you, and this, you guys listen to the podcast will be the only people that know that until I, like I'm not going to say it on Instagram or YouTube what my peak dose is uh, until I get there. So you guys are getting this like two months in advance. So uh, it'll probably end up about 450 test, which would be the highest test I've ever used. 1300 milligrams of Mastron, which is pretty hefty. Guys ask why Mastron versus Primo. Mastron just easier to find the real stuff, the legit stuff. And on a milligram per milligram basis, it's like identical. So there is no reason uh, for me to go otherwise, especially if I'm going to travel. Uh, I don't know what the Primo sources are in Canada, in Dubai, and maybe I'll go to America for a bit. Um, the UK is like the only place I've got tried and tested of what Primo is. So I'll always just use my same same guy when I, when I go back to the UK. Um, and then it'll be MPP. So MPP will finish about 210, uh, 210 milligrams, starting at 70 and creeping up over the eight weeks. I've I've not used MPP since lockdown, uh, which was 2021 now, 2020, I can't remember. And basically just like had high blood pressure from it, ha held a load of water. I didn't feel too bad to be fair. And then just, uh, that was it. I was like, oh, it gives me high blood pressure. Don't take it again. And the coach I was working with at the time, um, that was kind of just the conclusion that we, we drew, was okay, MPP equals bad blood pressure, don't take it again. When in fact, like I wasn't using Tamasartan then, which is an angiotensin receptor blocker, which is like also a blood pressure modulator, as well as cholesterol protector, kidney protective, liver protective, like an ARB, angiotensin receptor blocker in Tamasartan is really, really good if you're on cycle, by the way. Um, so I wasn't using that, I wasn't hydrating properly, I wasn't like, salting properly i was fat i wasn't as lean i wasn't doing cardio so there's so many aspects that could have been uh, implemented before we came to the conclusion that mpp gives me high blood pressure no matter what um so i'll be very very interested to see what happens now with blood pressure and whatnot so i've been tracking that pretty religiously over the last six to eight weeks uh if not a little, if not i probably gave like two or three weeks post-show a break of just tracking all that stuff and then i got back on it like five six weeks ago maybe a bit longer so we'll track the differences there and that'll kind of be a big implementation a big indicator sorry of where we go uh, from there give me a second I'm just gonna we're gonna cut this bit out
good. Sorry about that, guys. The uh, air conditioning unit is like just to my left, and it just uh, just popped on, so I had to just uh, turn it off and then restart. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited to kind of see what MPV does, and then we'll go from there. Six, I use a GH. Jesus, uh, be like the highest it goes, and then twenty, I use a Volantis, and then probably we'll bring in some Nova Rapid as well around workouts. So that multi-pronged attack at anabolism is still very, very much at the forefront of, of conversation. Um, kind of new training as well, so not going to failure as much. Tad more volume on exercises, I would say, overall. Uh, and I'm feeling good, like, I'm feeling good. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, accumulating fatigue too quickly, especially now that I'm on cycle, of course. I'm not feeling fatigued at all. So I'm hoping that we can train for a little bit longer with very, 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 very similar, if not better results over time, uh, which would be really intriguing to see. Now, last year I did like what was it 98 kilos to 103 and my lowest points or 102 so that was four kilos in a 20 week blast uh well 24 week blast maybe well now i've got uh two of those you know so i'm hoping if i can stick on six kilos or so uh hopefully seven you know then prep i think that will leave me at like one oh maybe that, that might leave me just below my weight cap on stage and then that'll give me like a good indicator as to how good i'm going to be if i get up and do well and then I think the following season I'll try and max out that weight cap. So, you know, still got a good 18 months until I'm going to be where I need to be. That's a long time as well. It's really hard to take that time away from stage. Mentally, business-wise, like everything pops. Everything pops. 5,000 likes at Instagram for millions of impressions per month. Now to just like not even half sometimes, you know. So it's, it's quite a, an ego blow. Uh, when you see that, but I've been in the game a while, and I, I know the ups and the downs, and you got to take the downs because the ups, you know, they don't come too often. So you got to take them. You got to learn to get to get used to the downs and just keep creating. And this is tips to people who, who do create content: just keep creating content that you want to and that you want that you think people are going to get value out of. I think it's really easy to like panic in those moments where it goes down and think everything I've been doing is wrong. Well, it worked before. Like it's still going to work. Like don't get me wrong. Try new things. Try new. We always try new things. We're always trying to find the next trend the way to edit, the way to post information and the way to present information because ultimately that's all I really do is just finding a nice way to do it one that gets more clicks, more likes, more interaction helps more people, helps my business grow um, not like, don't just like flip flip your stuff on the head you know, like for example uh, when we started doing the uh, uh, the motivational reels, you know, everyone started doing them because they saw that my followers go up and up and up well I've always been an influencer right not an online coach I've been both uh, but when you start to see online coaches try and delve into like the motivational reels their their audience isn't built like that their audience isn't built off them being motivational it's them built off giving information and showing off transformation so when you do change your narrative um, be careful how much you change it you know rather than like take the u-turn just take like a small right like a like a 10 percent right so stay in the same lane but your, your, your foot's like just just touching out in another one see how that looks so take traction okay now you can turn the car slowly right turn the the, the 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 journey slowly but don't take right angles don't change your content on its head unless you just like don't identify with the content you're doing anymore maybe you're a bodybuilder i don't want to do bodybuilding anymore and you want to go get fit okay now turn on your head because you've got to let the audience know now uh but like if you are just someone trying to trying to grow your audience and you're in bodybuilding or coaching and you want to try motivational, you want to try fitness reels, you want to try educational reels, you want to try, the, like just, just dip your toe in, 
you know maybe do one a week and then try two a week and then you can build it up and then you can slowly change how people see you over time i'm quite like i think i'm known as <coughs> presenting information uh education something funny like pretty sporadically like i think like people expect let's say i've got 10 point 10 ways i present information people expect that 10 ways you know but you get some people very one-dimensional uh, and that's not an issue because if you are the king of the one di of the dimension you're, you're you're doing and you're nailing it it's, it's not it's not a big deal like let's say uh mr beast only has one type of video right it's giving away something it's something bigger than anyone can ever think but he's f the best at it so everyone comes back and watches it right it's the same as companies there's a reason why nike and adidas stay at the top even though they only do sports wearing clothes like it's because they do it so well so if you're someone that is very good at that one thing maybe you're very funny like i can think of so many guys and girls out there who are like not the best physiques not the best looking people not the uh, uh the most knowledgeable but they are really really entertaining you know so really lean into the thing that you think that you can uh do the best and if you do want to add things in just just take a slight right don't uh don't full send um so yeah, managing your social media, what else did I want to talk about? On Blast, uh, in Canada, Niagara, Rave. Um, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Oh, I train with us. I train with us. I forgot about that. I, tra I train with us. Uh, sorry, I find this lighter again. Train with us. The third best, the third best men's classic physique guy on the planet. Um, which was crazy. Shout out to Mark Berger for letting that happen. In fact, Mark has through balled me to Ian Vallier. Um, he, we uh, met in Vancouver when I competed there and uh, went for a little smoke at, uh, with Ian, or smoked weed with Ian Vallier uh, in Vancouver, um, which was pretty cool. Uh, but that was through Mark. I actually went to go see Mark and he was staying with Ian at the time. And then I went to Florida and then messaged Ian when we were out in Stewart and I said, you want to get a fucking session in? He's like, yeah, bro, let's do it. So we did that. We filmed. That was really, really good. That was surreal. Uh, it's kind of unreal for him or surreal for him to go, yeah, sure. No worries. You know, only met him once. Oh, yeah, we smoked a bit of weed, had a good time. But, you know, it's like, uh, it's a nice little hand uh, that he reached out there. So then Mark, again, friends of us. He's friends with all these guys. He's, he's, he's a really, really nice guy, obviously through Ian as well. Um, and then just said, you want to come train with me and us? I'm like, yeah, of course. Uh, so if you guys follow me on Instagram, follow it. And if you don't follow me on YouTube, then you should, because we've got a video about it as well. Hear a couple of Germans shouting at us, drei mir, drei mir, eins, zwei, drei. Just very aggressive, but very motivating as well. Um, train of us. Um, that's pretty much it. We're only two weeks in, so like, it's a lot, it feels like a lot's happened. Uh, and we've got the whole of July, the whole of August. We're booked until the halfway through September, I think. Uh, very, very, very tempted to extend it another month. It's very expensive here. It's very expensive here uh, for Airbnbs and for cars, which of course, you need an Airbnb and you need a car. Actual like, actually probably groceries is pretty expensive as well. But everything else, like, we, like I bought my new Mac here. Uh, Amy's gonna buy a Mac here. Loki's probably gonna buy some lenses here because it's so much cheaper. Uh, actually, like the Airbnbs are brutal. Like this is a two-bedroom. We're in the garden right now. Very, very small garden. It's all terraced, so it's everyone's next to each other. I must be paying six thousand, five thousand dollars or something. You know, it's a little bit more than uh, the exchange rate is a little bit weak for the Canadian dollar, but 
it must be like $5,000 a month, which is just insane. And then, of course, I've got to think about Loki. Then I've got to think about his wage. And I've got to think about running a business. And it adds up. And you're like, well, I spend a lot of money. So the one thing that makes me think we might go earlier is just like, I'll literally spend, I'll save £2,000 a month if I was just in Dubai, for example, because of the price difference over that time, which is really crazy. It's peak summer here. We are by the water. We're in Burlington. It's so safe. It's so beautiful here. So... I get why it's so expensive, but God damn it, it's not like sustainable. Like if I wanted to come here for like six months, paying that much, like paying 30 grand, are you stupid? I'm not that stupid. I'm stupid, but I'm not that stupid. So we're gonna try and find a way around it. Um, it's much cheaper here in September and October. So I'm hoping we can find a nice deal. Hopefully message someone just to have a house for, for a couple of months. But like we're two weeks in, I'm already thinking about extending it a month, you know? So it's, it's a very, very good time. Um, I'm probably going to just leave uh, my little intro there. We've only got 20 minutes or so left. I don't want to go too crazy on. Um, I don't want to go too crazy on um, on these questions. All this podcast length. Uh, so we'll go in a few of these questions. So the biggest change you've noticed mentally, physically since leaving the UK. Um, so I don't think it's been long enough yet. Like I'm still very conscious of losing the UK audience. The UK is still my audience. Like that's that's the truth. Or, or, or people from the UK is still my audience. Yeah, they've got like 10 to 15 percent Americans, maybe five percent Canadians, and then some Australians as well, and then the rest Europeans. Um, but I don't. I feel. I, I still feel conscious of like the judgment. Of leaving I think um, good or bad I'm not really sure but I just don't think that um, I don't think I'm fr- I don't think I'm free from wondering what people think about me leaving and stuff so uh, I'm still conscious of that uh, but if I could take that away from it um, still like just pretty pretty it's pretty incredible to and surreal to think where I came from um, not that I came from anything like super bad, but I just mean like myself. It feels like it feels like you've got nothing. Even if your parents have got money to give you, it feels like you've got nothing, right? Especially when they can't be paying you forever. So, you know, when going from like asking for money to, you know, paying for flights out here for my mum or, or anything like that, it's um, it's always a surreal moment. And then no, I'm, like, I'm in Canada now for four months. Like, that's crazy. It's only been two weeks, so it feels like a bit like holiday, like a really long holiday, but. You know, it's pretty surreal. So I definitely feel, I definitely feel happy. I definitely feel uh, engaged with everything that we're doing. I feel enthralled as well. Like I'm excited every day, which is really good. And it's a new feeling because when you get into the same routines for years and years and end in the same country or the same area, you know, mundane creeps in very, very quickly. And though bodybuilding is mundane, like I do, and a lot of these guys listening and maybe a lot of the online coaches that they do have the ability to make it way less mundane. You know, just be in Dubai. You can do the exact same thing. We do the exact same thing. Okay, yeah, we're going to explore Canada a little bit. We're going to go to Ottawa. We're going to go to Montreal, for example, because we wouldn't want to do it. But once you've done that once, like we just bodybuild, train and do everything else, but everything feels better. You know, going to the shops doing better. Seeing people in the street feels better. Sitting out here feels better. We can smoke weed. It feels better. You know, there's things that just, uh, you know, you take you take out the, uh, like, if everything's the same, if if it was the same here as it is the UK, and it was just just the people that were different, I'd be like, cool. Like I'm, uh, I'm in. There's a lot a lot happier people here, um, for sure. So it kind of exudes onto yourself, like you feel better because of that. Physically, 
uh, I mean, physically it's just steroids, isn't it? So I definitely feel much better. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's still a little bit early to feel completely confident and completely happy every day, if I'm honest. It's still a little bit early. I need to like forget that I lived in the UK. It's still, it's good. I've been there for 30 years. So uh, I've only been away since March 28th. So it was April, June, two months. I've literally been eight weeks since I left the UK technically. Uh, and I've also been back to the UK. So um, I still have like a little, a little dark cloud here that says you might lose everything and that's that's like one of my biggest fears that i try to work through is is like uh especially being online and like when you have varied incomes varied interaction you feel like you get judged for every post that you do because you get less likes more likes more comments less comments bad comments good comments and it just like uh you step you, you step a foot wrong and there is the potential not that not the odds are high but there is that potential that you lose everything and I think for me sometimes when I spend a lot of money because I have to like to pay for my businesses to run not like fucking on stupid shit but just because I have to keep my businesses run it fills me with that dread of like shouldn't you be saving in case this isn't here tomorrow and like even after all these years of of doing this like I still get that and with every big decision I'm very very conscious of of losing that I think like going to Dubai I was like oh shit people are going to think I'm some asshole but really it was just the best decision coming here like same thing oh well, he's in Canada I can't relate to that well I do still do the same things I just uh, that's just like one of those fears that sticks around so I'm not truly uh, confident with it just yet uh, but we will in good time now I'll lighten the mood top this guys this is anabolic sheep by the way shout out to sheep uh, top 5 crisp brands for my new Canadian followers that's chips I realised I said to Quentin in the gym yesterday he had second uh, he, we had a it was like unlimited fries. So when you finish your fries, you get another one. And I was like, oh, it's a good job that you had that. Oh, you were there, actually. I said, oh, those second round of chips look good. And he obviously was just like, chips, like crisps. Like, like what? Because it's the other way around. Uh, but top five crisps. I'm not going to do top five. There's too many. I'm going to do top three. Pickled onion, monster munch. Uh, ruffles. Queso. And then... Maybe McCoy salt and vinegar. I think that's a very, very strong front three. Very, very strong front three. And I would challenge anyone to try and beat that um, if you could. Uh, what to look for in a coach? I think to look for in a coach, you've got to be someone that you respect. Someone, and I'm going to add a bit more to this. I'm not just going to say someone that you would listen to. And, no, no, someone that you would respect. Someone that you know is going to talk to you well and give you the information that you want. And someone who meets your expectations. Not that you can do that off the bat, but you should be able to get a good intel if they meet your expectations from the way you talk to them uh, and the way you interact with that process. Like, how was the application form? How was the onboarding process? How was, like, do you just go, okay, yeah, send me money and send these details and I'll get planned out in email? Like, that's rubbish. You know, did you get a Loom check-in? Did you get uh, a video call to kind of discover each other all those types of things will get give you a pretty good idea but you want to you want to have someone that you're going to listen to you want to have someone that you're going to vibe with as in they're going to talk to you you're going to talk to them you're going to have things to talk about other than just x y and z for example but uh, i think a lot of it matches it's going to be like a match on your personality like how do you want to receive your work and feedback uh, are they doing that the way that you want yes or no type of thing uh, is there any benefits in timing the intake of vitamins through the day? So there definitely is, uh, and different vitamins, vitamins, will be need to take in at different times of the day. 
um, depending on what you're doing. So some are fat soluble. So some will need to be with meals because they need they need fat to dissolve. Uh, some will be anti-inflammatory, which means that you don't want to have them post-workout or pre-workout. You want to keep it away from that workout window so that you can have positive inflammation that creates hypertrophic response. So there are definitely timings of the day. Literally, easiest thing, rather than me list out all the ones that, uh, that there are and what time you should take it, you could just look at the name of the packet and Google it, and it will come up with the answer. Like, what time should I take vitamin C? And it will come up with the best answers, pretty much. More, more, more times out of 10. Um... If you could make one food and drink macro-friendly, what would it be? So Coke, 100%, and then, like, probably burgers. I'm on, I'm on a bit of a burger kick these days, so probably burgers. Um, should you pull... Uh, so we mentioned tamasartan earlier, guys. So should you pull back on electrolytes when taking tamasartan due to potassium or keep it in? So you can get a little strip that you can pee on that will measure... Uh, the amount of potassium that you have in your body. So if you are adding potassium into your body, um, as well as taking tamosartan, the reason why we say that is because tamosartan can actually increase potassium levels um, while decreasing sodium levels. So it can just offset that balance and you can get uh, hyper, hyper, hyper something or other. It's basically just high, high potassium. Something with a K in it because uh, chemical symbol for K is... Uh, chemical symbol for potassium is K. Um... So you do have to be, you do have to be careful. Like I load potassium anyway, uh, and I'm absolutely fine. But and I've not had too many people that have had issues. The only issues with tamosartan I have stomach problems. Tamosartan and metformin. Uh, some some guys and girls have uh, stomach problems. So be a little bit mindful of stomach problems, um, and then just type in what are the symptoms of high potassium, and then you can just see whether you match those, and then you can adjust your dose or remove it completely. So I definitely have some guys who have to, uh, who have to remove it completely. So. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to do too many more because I did waffle on for a little bit. I just want to keep these to like half an hour, maybe 45 minute episodes or so. Uh, what would you do different starting as a coach? Um, the only thing that's different I would probably do um, is I would probably try and listen to the market better and upgrade with the market. I was. I was, and not anymore, but I was pretty reactive to what the market did. So I just had clients because I was like a bigger name in the industry. Um, but I, and I just did my own, and I was probably like big headed because of that at the time. So I was like, I know what I'm doing type of thing. And I probably didn't know, I knew how to coach people. I just didn't know how to be a business. So I wouldn't listen to like, not necessarily the business coaches, but the business people who were, well, the coaching people who were telling you how to run a coaching business, I was like, yeah, whatever, I know how to run it, I've got 50 clients, blah, blah, blah. When really it wasn't about getting more clients, it was actually about the service to those clients um, and improving that, making that look more slick. Even if it's this, like, if someone gets a written response on an email and it's the exact same wording as a Loom video uh, where you come up on screen and I'm talking you through it, like, the Loom video is, like, premium, in it? It's the same fucking words, but it looks much pre more premium. So it was really, really uh, important for me to level up that game and kind of get that reality check when I realized that everyone was doing it and I was still the only one doing voice notes. Um, not to like, and it adds time to your business, it does, but it also gives you reason to put the price up, gives you the reason to feel more confident in your product, and it gives you more reason to feel confident that you're giving people a good fucking service, um, which is more important. So um, that's probably what I'd do a little bit earlier. Guys, I'm going to leave it there, uh, waffling on for a little bit. I'm also going to finish this joint. I haven't even fucking started it because of this podcast. But, guys, if you enjoy the podcast, drop a like, drop a lating, tag the uh, 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 the podcast Instagram, uh, which is at Bridging the Gap Podcast on uh, Instagram. Tag us in the stories. We'll repost you. 
Uh, if you've got any favorite clips, let us know. Otherwise, guys, peace and love. Bye-bye.